sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Time for a conversation this morning with the mayor of the city of Lincoln, Liran Gaylor-Baird. Mayor, good morning to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, good morning, Dale. Happy Thanksgiving to you and all your listeners. Let's start with a conversation about COVID because the directed health measures are set to expire tomorrow. And many, many are wondering with the uh, single day record high that came out last Tuesday, the 253 cases count. Uh, fast forward to today, uh, can you share any insight that you may have at this point about whether uh, Health Director Lopez is leaning toward extending the directed health measure? Well, I think um, you point to some important data that we continue to evaluate that our health team in partnership with the medical community continues to consider. We're working closely with our hospitals, particularly in this moment as um, there are really wonderful ways to prevent people from needing hospital care as a result of the pandemic. Um, vaccines are readily available. Uh, booster shots have just been approved for all adults 18 and up. Uh, we've got vaccine available for 5 to 11 year olds. So we're, we're making some good progress in the opportunity to end the pandemic but of course that comes down to the choices people make and so we need more people to get vaccinated so we can get our our case rate and our hospital capacity um, get case rate down hospital uh, capacity burden reduced and you know that's going to take some doing we are in a serious situation still when you look at our hospital numbers and ultimately as we've been talking about from the very beginning uh, we want emergency urgent care to be readily accessible when you need it in our community whether you have a COVID experience or a broken arm or a heart attack i mean this this affects all of us regardless uh, of where we uh, might be coming into the medical care system with what kind of needs so we all can do our part by getting vaccinated hospitalization still high 92 as of yesterday 61 from lancaster county mm -hmm. and there are three uh, scheduled vaccination clinics. You can find those at kfornow.com. One is today, uh, starting at 9 in the morning until 2 this afternoon. First and second doses of the Pfizer and Moderna booster doses are available today. And then uh, there is, um, for the youth, ages 5 to 11, a clinic that is planned on Monday, November 29th. And dates and locations and specifics you can find it at kfornow.com so there are vaccination clinics uh, after thanksgiving if you could take me back to last tuesday mayor uh, actually it, was pro it probably was on wednesday uh when the tuesday numbers were released the 253 number up leading up to that i believe the highest was 170 something i don't think we had ever spilled over 200 and please correct me if i'm wrong but take me back to the moment you saw that number if it was anything like the reaction in the newsroom and around this building oh my gosh 253 that's an astounding uh number the highest yet this year right. uh, take me back to what went through your mind when you heard about it and from whom did you hear about it 
Well, I, I get the numbers sent to me daily and um, from our epide epidemiology team, so I saw it on my own. And my heart sank. I mean, this is, it's so frustrating when it doesn't have to be like this. A year ago, we saw tough, you know, astronomical case rates, and we were very concerned about our ability uh, to manage because we did not have a vaccine. So we had a lot of measures in place to protect the public. Now, now that vaccines are available, now that we have almost no measures in place because we are in such a, a you know, we have such an opportunity to beat this pandemic with the simplicity of rolling up your sleeve and getting vaccinated, and for the time being, wearing a mask to stop the spread while there are still so many in our community who have not yet been vaccinated, um, it's, it's, it's a, it was a tough day. Um, that said, um, we know that we have an option. We have the tools, and it's important that people pick up those tools and use them because the Delta variant is a formidable opponent. And what we know is that vaccines provide protection against severe illness, against hospitalization, and against death. It is the, the vaccines are safe, effective, and they are getting the job done, but people need to, to access them. Right now in our community, uh, our population in Lancaster County, just over 61% of the population is vaccinated which means that there's still about 40% of the population, thousands and thousands of people who could get the disease and spread it to others and who could end up in the hospital. We need people to stay healthy and well. There are many ways to do that, but the vaccine is the number one way to prevent massive uh, suffering and illness and hospitalizations and death as a result of COVID-19. Health officials are planning clinics all the time, Mayor. Have you been told the response and the public turnout are these clinics are people just waiting around for members of the public to come walking in or are they busy from the time they open up for example the one that's today is from 9 a.m to 2 p.m mm -hmm. any sense as to whether people are taking advantage of these clinics yeah we saw in the initial rollout of clinics for 5 to 11 year olds we saw 15 percent of the five to 11 year olds in our community come through their doors and get vaccinated. It was a really wonderful response. And um, since then we've made additional progress. Another, I think 5% or so have rolled up their sleeves and that's gonna make a difference. That's gonna help kids stay in school. It's gonna help teachers stay on staff. It's gonna help keep schools open and avoid the kinds of issues we've seen just up the road in Millard where an elementary school recently had to shut down because of an outbreak. So um, we know it's important. Um, we know that it's really helpful to have our medical partners like our pediatricians making the doses available to children, and they are doing that. So between clinics, between pediatricians, between the vaccines available at pharmacies, and of course the outreach that the health department is doing every day uh, to communities, whether it's looking at GPS data and geography in our city where uptake is less, whether it's working with our faith community to reach people in um, their faith houses of worship. Uh, we are doing many different strategies to reach people, but in the end, it comes, it comes down to people making sure that they get this done, and we'd really encourage them to do that as soon as possible. Mayor Gaylor Bayer joining me for a conversation on Lincoln Live. Let's get away from COVID and on to affordable housing in Lincoln. The city has an affordable housing coordinated action plan. This was uh, this came up uh, recently before the city council and we heard some statistics, one of them being that over the next decade Lincoln will need an additional 17,000 units to support 
the population growth by 2030. Lincoln will need nearly 5,000 rental units affordable to the lowest income households. Uh, let citizens know how this can be accomplished in what, what appears to be a short period of time. Right. Well, we are looking to, from the city side, do what we can to support development in the community so that we can increase the supply of housing. That takes the pressure off housing um, market prices for everyone in our community. We want to make sure we have adequate supply. So we continue that daily work, and, and you know, it's part of... It's part of why we're seeing our, you know, record high construction figures in our community. We are supporting that work. But we're also looking at where we can make the biggest impact with our limited resources at the city to ensure that we're filling the gaps and making um, the growth of affordable housing stock available to make sure that we are both paying attention to affordability and the quality of the affordable housing stock so that we don't lose ground as, as we move forward. Um, we we want to make sure that, I mean, every resident has a place to call home. That is a foundational goal of my administration. And um, by increasing the housing stock, by using the incentives that we have, by bringing together coalitions of folks and developing new financing mechanisms, we are going to make progress on our, our goal to create 5,000 more um, new or rehabilitated affordable housing units in the city by 2030. Mayor, can you break that down, please? How do you accomplish this? Because the people who have incomes of less than $25,000 is, is among the group that, is, that sees the greatest shortage of units uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska. And if they only have that much money and uh, a redevelopment goes in and modernizes everything, there's the fear that they just simply can't afford it. The developers can't get their money back. How do you go about that balance? Well, it's definitely a complex balance, and a lot of it is market-driven. But from where we stand at the city, we are um, adding, we've, we've put additional funds into our budget, into our um, pool of resources to help contribute to the affordable housing fund that will help both rehab houses that are in deteriorate, that need additional maintenance and can to keep them both affordable and high quality. We are using tax increment financing incentives to create additional units. Uh, we are working with groups like NeighborWorks to help improve housing stock in the community. Um, we've established Nebraska's first community land trust to create permanently affordable housing, and we look forward to more of those developments occurring in our community. Um, we're using a lot of different strategies, including um, some that we'll be talking about uh, in the coming weeks uh, that have to do with creating financing opportunities for people who have fewer resources for whom it is harder to get uh, a home loan. Mayor, we could spend an entire show on NeighborWorks. Lincoln is so fortunate to have a strong organization that is active uh, the way NeighborWorks does. And so uh, kudos to NeighborWorks. We'll just give them as, uh, some props as we turn toward winter weather. You and I are talking on a day when it's going to be 66 degrees. <laughs> right. It's been quite a fall in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yes, it has. And it sounds silly to talk about winter, but we have to. Uh, how ready is the city for winter weather? Yeah. Well, this is something we start planning for in the summer, ironically. Uh, so when everyone else is out enjoying our parks and rec pools and enjoying summer sunshine, um, our winter ops team starts planning. And, of course, um, a big part of that has been making sure that we have the materials necessary to treat snowy streets. But it's also the continuation of our 
project or test project that we implemented last year to contract with additional plows so that we can get residential streets plowed sooner after a major snow event. So in addition to our city crews, which are at the ready, uh, we will be contracting once again with private plowers so that we can get to residential blocks sooner. Last year we got to them, I think, you know, um, 17 hours sooner than we previously had under the old system. And this is really, or sorry, 72 hours earlier than we had in the past. And this is uh, something we want to continue to refine because we know that getting that snow cleared right away is really important for the safety of our traveling public. Here's something else you need to remember, listeners. If your address is an odd-numbered address, this is 2021, so the parking ban, if there would ever be a need for one, would mm -hmm. be on your side of the street. Odd-numbered sides on odd years, even-numbered sides on even years. So until the end of the year, we should have a blast of snow between now and... Uh, New Year's Eve, it would be on the odd side, and then after 2021 is over, it would be an even year, so addresses on the even side of the street then would That's right. have a ban in they, effect. Thanks for making that uh, announcement and helping to remind folks, because really what that does is it helps give room for our plow crews to get down the street and get it as clear as possible. And we hope that by having this system, people will have um, clear understanding of, of who it applies to in any particular year. They won't have to go look it up at a website. They'll just know if it's odd number year, it's odd side of numbered, house numbered side of the street.